Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. You guys, welcome back to Katie's Crib. I'm Katie Lowe's. On this episode, we are discussing what I have been very busy during quarantine doing, which is working with someone I feel like I've known for 100 years on potty training. Her name is Jamie Glowacki. She's like the guru of potty training. Her book is the Bible of potty training. I was hearing about it for years before I even entertained the idea of actually reading it or potty training my son myself. So she is an expert on this big deal transition. She is the author of the books, Oh Crap, Potty Training and Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler. I I feel so close to both of those titles. And I say crap all the time, so I love it. Thank you so much for joining us, Jamie. And my son is successfully potty trained. So I was like, we got to get you on Katie's crib because I know (laughs) (laughs) everyone I know was like, what are you doing in quarantine? We should potty train. We're never going to have this much time close to this many potties. For sure. The whole world potty trained during quarantine. (laughs) Tell me how you got into this work. Oh, my God. I'll give you the Reader's (laughs) Digest version since I really did not want to be a potty trainer when I grew up. Um, (laughs) It wasn't my great dream. Um, I was a social worker in San Francisco. I worked with dual diagnosed moms, uh, which meant they have mental illness and a substance abuse. And I started noticing this trend of keeping babies, well, keeping toddlers in diapers to like four or five. And I was like, this is wrong. And these moms were not you know, they were on state assistance. They needed money. They didn't need to be spending money on diapers at four or five years old. 
I was not a mom. I did not know this was a hot button in parenting. It was just part of my job. So I started interviewing moms my mom's age. So to give you a reference, I'm 52. My mom's 73. So I started interviewing. And to give you all a reference, you look fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. If talking about duty all day makes you look like that, sign me up. Okay, keep going. I think it's the amount I swear in my work. Oh, (laughs) great, great. Um, And so, you know, definitely a theme emerged and I, um, I weeded out sort of their abusive practices. There were some back in the day. And I started teaching these moms how to potty train. I didn't think anything of it. And then fast forward a few years and I had my son. I moved to Rhode Island and he was about 22 months when I told, you know, you have your circle of mom friends. And I was like, okay, you guys, I'm out. I got a potty train. And I was met with this like wall of, you can't potty train. You can't potty train a boy at 22 months. That's impossible. And I was like, you guys are all stoned. This is when you potty train. So, you know, we took our week and um, he potty trained and he was like famous. I'd go into Whole Foods and people would be like, is that the baby that's potty trained? I'm like, holy shit, he's not a baby. <laughs> and so um, at the time I owned a secondhand children's store and I had a back room with like baby yoga and music together and that kind of thing. And so I started holding classes and they started selling out. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. People really need this information. So then I wrote it down. It was a crappy book. It was like 180 pages. It was the bare bones of what it is now. I put it on the worst website known to man. I made the website and I didn't know how to cut and paste. So that just like, that gives you an idea of how how bad it was. And so... I just thought I'd sell a few copies here and there for the people who couldn't make my class. But then pediatricians started to call and they were like, this is great. Can we print this out for our waiting room? And then people started to call me like the woman who heads up the Autistic Society of America called me and we worked with her five-year-old and got her potty trained and then quadruplets and all these various, you know, interesting cases. And, uh, and I really literally, literally was not selling clothes anymore. So uh, the book for a while was $40, but it came with, remember when forums were the thing? Like you oh, were sure, on forums. Sure, so sure, I sure, had sure. a forum and what it was, was unbelievable research because remember I had gotten my information from the generation before. The generation that didn't have Facebook, didn't have an identity, didn't work. Dad came home at five. Like mm-hmm. there was no programming, no marketing for kids. So it was a whole different generation. Mm-hmm. But now I got to work with modern moms and dads and daycares and all the problems that confront us as modern parents. And so it was unbelievable experience. And then it went through all these other iterations that finally it became what it is today. This is the book. Like, this is the book. Like, everyone I've talked to, all moms, you know, yeah. like my super, super, super hippie moms, my super, 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 right. you know, disciplined, strict, polite moms, my super right. Montessori moms, like every style of mom that I have in my life, all have this book in common. Oh, that's awesome. Which speaks volumes because there's just so much to be taken from it. First off, how do you know when a kid is ready to potty train? This is very a triggering question because this is the only thing I come up against a lot. With this the is potty a huge train. fucking question. This and is the huge nuts. fucking thing because it's like <laughs> everyone doesn't want to push their kid or whatever it is. And I know you got a lot to say on this. <laughs> like jump, chomping at the yeah. bit. <laughs> okay, first of all, let me, can I just say very plainly, psychological damage is never done by potty training. If you beat your child because they have an accident, yes, you will be doing psychological damage. But this whole, I don't want to do psychological damage. You guys, it's freaking pee and poop in a container. That's it. Don't make it more than it is. Um, I, I don't know where this came from. But I can guarantee as a social worker, I worked with 
the most mentally disturbed people on the planet and not one ever cited potty training as their issue. Mm -hmm. So I'm so sure if you're reading a potty training book, you're in the upper echelon of parenting just by that nature. So you can't cause psychological damage. The whole idea of not pushing a kid is absurd, especially in our freaking race to the top educational system. So if you're doing a worksheet with your kid or plan on doing a worksheet with your kid, like during quarantine, you were pushing them. Sorry. You were pushing them. You didn't let them just play with their Legos all day. Yeah. Yeah. So like we push our kids. Of course we do. And why do we push them? We push them because there are age appropriate activities. You didn't push your kid to walk. I'm sure you started to see them start to cruise along furniture, you know, stand their little wobbly legs up. Right. But you, you took the cue and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to see what happens. Right. And then did you hold their little chubby hands with one finger walking very slowly hunched over? Sure. Now, you knew somewhere in the nine to 12 month range, your kid should start to cruise. Now, you might let it go till 16 months, but I can guarantee at 16 months, you're going to be like, "Uh uh-oh, my kid's not doing anything. Maybe I should move this along. Maybe I should go, you know, see somebody. Maybe I should test their, their legs, right? Maybe I should buy them a push toy. What can I do to support walking. So the same thing goes with potty training. The thing about it is the whole wait till they're ready. Well, wait till they're ready is a whole nother ball of wax that I hate, but knowing when they're ready, the problem is most parents miss the cues. They're very subtle. They're around 18 to 24 months. And it's literally your kid wants to be in the bathroom with you. Your kid pushes your butt cheeks aside when you're sitting because they want to see where that what's coming out, Mm -hmm. right? They're interested in the toilet paper. They want to flush. That's it, you guys. That's it. So when parents say to me, oh, I'm going to wait till he's ready. And I go, great. What does that look like? And I get a blank stare that says, oh, crap, which is why the book's titled that. So (laughs) I think parents expect that child's going to take the diaper off, say they have to pee. And it just doesn't happen that way. I think it's also so big for parents just because like uh, what I read in your book is it's the first major thing that is taught Walking, they mimic, they model, they do. Eating, sort of similarly. Crawling, similarly. Talking. Potty training was the first thing I was like, oh, I'm going to consciously choose this. I have to actually teach him a skill set for the first time in my life and his life. Right, right, right. And what I always say is, what if you suck? That's what parents want to avoid. People say, oh, I, I just, I can't be bothered. No, no, no. What if you suck at it? That's why people delay it. And it's, it's a hidden thing that we all have is like, what if I am really bad at this? What if I'm a really bad parent? Which we all go through, right? We're all like, oh, shit, what, if I, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the, that's the real core issue. So there's really, it's like, it's early. Like, it's much earlier than people. I mean, look, guys, I read the first chapter of your book, and I was fucking horrified because I had already hit the 30-month mark. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. He's he has a personality and he says no all the time and he's completely rebellious. Well, this is cultural norms, Katie, too. So I, okay, again, 52 for reference. I was so late in potty training that my mom was embarrassed to leave the house with me. Now, remember, it was cloth diapers. So it was really obvious when a kid was wearing a diaper. I was 24 months. So that just goes to show you the difference in generations. Wow. And I don't blame the parents. I blame the disposable diaper companies. You know, there's big pharma, there's big diaper. <laughs> Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. 
because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's been so refreshing to not go through diapers anymore. I just feel better about my choices, to be honest. And I do regret yeah. that I didn't do it earlier. Well, it sets off this autonomy, too. That's so great. Like, you know, I'm sure Abby's doing all this, like, me, me, me do it, me do. No, Always. no. You by like, myself. By, by myself. myself. Yeah. Oh. And it's so cool. Um, the other thing, so I just wanted to mention that because the signs of readiness, quote unquote, are so uh, subtle, I always say between 20 and 30 months is perfect, right? And the biggest issue, you guys, is you can certainly potty train before 20 months. It's going to be a longer learning curve, but you don't, you don't get any attitude. The kid just takes a little longer to connect the dots. After 36 months, your kid goes through a psychological process called individuation, which means they begin to realize they're a separate person from you. Before that, they think when they bonk their head, they think you feel the pain. They're enmeshed in you. At three, they start to go, no, 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 I'm separate. Guess what? It's the age of free will and choice. And if you're going to add pee and poop on top of that, that is the literally the only thing your child will ever fully control in their lives. Like kids get three is ridiculous. Now I don't know who add... I'm looking at right now. The devil has <laughs> taken over our child. Where did he go? 
Katie, I've been teaching parenting most of my life, right? And so (laughs) I was like, where are the terrible twos? Where did this come from? I can parent with my eyes closed, hopping on one foot. And the day my son turned three, I cried. It was like my whole parenting toolbox was empty. So yeah. So all I tell people is I don't really give a rat's ass when you potty train. I have no investment whatsoever. I don't care if your kid goes to college and diapers. Just know that every month that goes by, you are cementing a different habit. Diaper wearing is a habit. That's it. So when I get, you know, I get four and five-year-olds whose parents and doctors said, wait till they're ready. Well, now they're not ready. And they're going into kindergarten. You now have a five-year habit. That's really hard to break. When you do it at two, you have a two-year habit. So it's totally cool if you want to quote unquote, wait till they're ready, but know what you're waiting for. Mm. And 90% of the time I say, it's cool if you're not ready, but just own up to that. Own up to that. I was not ready. (laughs) I was not ready. I was horrified. I feel like I'm going to judge myself so harshly the first time he takes a dump on the floor. I'm such a type A overachiever and I just wasn't psyched. But you guys, it was fine. Wait, wait. Not only that, but but this is it. When you have a parenting lesson, the universe gave you coronavirus to make you potty train your kids. So we can blame it all on you. <laughs> so that is that totally <laughs> true. I also want to point out in your book that it's a lot about mindset. You recommend read the book, wait two weeks. And if you give too much of a shit, you're in big trouble, right? Like you have yeah. to be so chill about accidents or whatever you want to call them in your household or good day or bad day or if phase one took longer than three days or phase two took like you just have to practice parenting in a way of like don't judge this by the days or the hours or how long it took because as soon as the kid smells that you care it's over that's for sure. That's for sure. But also like if you have that anxiety, so it's so interesting with pandemic potty training, because yeah, it was a great opportunity since we weren't going anywhere, but there was also this collective anxiety. So I had more kids withholding than ever before. First of all, this is not a measurement of your parenting. It is not a measurement of your parenting. Second of all, get off the emotional roller coaster. If your kids pee and poop can give you a high and a low, like wait till they're teenagers. Um, and, and yeah, I just think that you don't have to make it this big thing. And the more chill you are, the more chill your kid can be. If you're anxious, the kid's just going to pick up on it. And if you think about it, your average three-year-old literally has the same brain as a dog. Yeah, obviously our kids blow through that very quickly. But think of how you speak to a dog and think about like if you have any pets, all their nonverbal communication. Your animals know when you're going on vacation before you even pull out a suitcase, right? Like they're so attuned to it and so are our little ones. They don't speak. They don't have command of the full language yet. So they have to be so in tuned with our nonverbal communication. I call it vibe. You know, if you're just a mess, your kid's going to be a mess too because you guys are in charge. If you're not in charge, your little one's like, holy shit. The one in charge doesn't know what she's doing. Okay, never mind. I'm not doing this. Right. Yeah. There are all these articles and blogs out there that teach you to how to potty train in three days. Is that really possible? So that came out of when parents didn't have a life. Like, I'm not kidding you. My mom did not have a life. It's like when we go to the beach with your kid, you got to cut all the organic vegetables. You got to worry about sunscreen. My mom literally threw us in a freaking station wagon with Kool-Aid and bologna Without sandwiches seat on belts. Right. No seatbelts. Yeah, they, right. they just didn't have to worry about things. And, and the mom stayed home. So three days will get you over the hump. But what I found, my original version was three days, but I found parents being so tied to the three days that parents would take one day off of work or do it over a holiday weekend and be like, three days went by and nothing's happening. You know, and I'm like, whoa, we got to remove the pressure because 
think about it, you guys. There's no other milestone that you put this kind of pressure on. Like you didn't say, my neighbor's kid walked. They better walk in three days. Oh my or, God, yeah. yeah. And um, same thing, though. like you, your kid's not going to read like your neighbor. Your kid's not going to ride a bike like your neighbor. You can't look at your cousin, your, your neighbor, your friends and say, well, they did it. And the other thing I know, Katie, is everybody pays their dues. So your kid might struggle with potty training, but you might get a dream for a teenager. Like we all pay our dues somewhere. So don't worry about it. If you're, if you're having a shitty go at potty training, you'll coast somewhere else. I promise. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I feel the same way about labor and pregnancy. I'm always like, I had a dope labor. My labor was so easy. I've had hard workout classes and breastfeeding almost killed me. I lost a nipple. It was awful. I love that you brought that up. Um, walk me through, I think your book is at three phases. There's six. Oh, there's six. Kate, the most most important is the the first three. That's the bulk of the work. (laughs) And the the first three, just walk us through like really casually, like what's the style of this? So let me, let me just be really quick here. There, you guys stop looking for how to potty train. You take a diaper off, period. What happens next is what's scaring the heck out of you. Okay. So don't go looking for some miraculous method. People go, I I follow your method. I I don't have a method. I have a philosophy, which is respect your child. That's it. Rip the bandaid off because like, you know, this with a binky, with a security blanket, your child's been in a diaper since before their first feeding. This is the ultimate insecurity blanket. You can't use it sometimes. You can't. Now, that being said, um, like I said, the very first iteration was sort of three days, but I had to change that. It really is like, think of your kid building a tower of blocks. And so I wanted to give quantifiable data so you would know when to move on and also how to know when you're experiencing trouble. So if you're on block three and all of a sudden it goes all weird, go back to block two. Go back to the last place you were really successful. And so that way it got really more manageable, especially with our like more data focused parents. You know, it's like, I need facts. I need, <laughs> you know, you can't tell people, well, you'll have a feeling because parents today don't like that. They, <laughs> they want the facts. They want to know. Yeah. So block one is your average naked. You got to be naked. The kids got to be naked from the bottom down because I would love in a perfect world, then dads, dads, especially because they're such linear thinkers <laughs> go like, well, I told him to pee, but he didn't. I'm like, yeah, like I wish we could just tell them to pee. <laughs> right. But it doesn't work that way. It's cause and effect. So you got to kind of catch them mid-pee and get them to the potty or get the potty to them. Now, it, you know, I'll have parents. I actually had a, somebody email me that, that she was not going to treat her child like an animal and keep him naked. And I was like, I, I thought all kids like to be naked. But yeah. they have to be naked because if they have pants on, they're going to wet the pants by the time you see the wetness, their bladder's empty, and you have lost the learning opportunity. Um, so that's the first block. And so do you want them to pee or poop with prompting or without? So that's you you leading the show by saying, hey, I, you're dancing on your tiptoes. Here, let's sit down. Or, oh, here comes the pee. That's really important because one of the things that screws people up when they just kind of fly solo without a plan is they expect the child to tell them like within hours. And that doesn't happen right away. Mm-hmm. The next block is commando. So you want to, you got to get clothes on your kid because most kids actually potty train naked pretty effortlessly. So then the big trick is getting clothes on them. <laughs> and that's a big trick for some kids in general. Um, so you want to not have underpants because if you think about it, where are underpants elasticized? At the top of the thigh and around the waist, just like a diaper. Your child has a two, three-year memory, muscle memory, that when this thing goes on, they can release. So the best thing you can do to try to mitigate any, any potential accidents is to keep the underpants off for now. And so they can go commando. And really at this age, people will say, you know, aren't you worried about like bacteria or things like that? And 
your kid's getting so gross by midday, chances are you're changing their pants twice a day at least. Oh, my um, God. We're in like four outfits a day. Yeah. That's and I would, you know, I would say be cautious. You want loose-fitting sweatpants. You want to be cautious. You know how some pants have like a thick seam? That will irritate their genitals. So, you know, you just want nice, smooth and also things that are easy to come on or off. Like, this is not the time to be in these adorable onesies and, like, Oh, all you're all done. Crap. You're done with onesies, footy PJs, overalls. My son was in, like, umbro shorts for, yes. like, a week. Like, I was, yeah. like, that were sizes too big hand-me-downs so that the waist came down in one second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I will get people on social media being like, no, I'm not ready to give up the cute outfits. And I'm like, cool. So you're making a conscious choice to keep your kid wedding themselves. Do you know? So... I feel very strongly about respecting our kids and where they need to be developmentally. So, so do away with the cute outfits. <laughs> yes. So then they do commando and then the clothing and underwear. No, no, no. The next oh, one is I outing. Lied. So you go outing. Oh, you probably right. skipped it because we didn't have any outings. No, for I did some. I did practice. It was kind of nice. Like quarantine, I was like, we're gonna pra- like we're gonna do a walk around the block, yeah. and we're yep. gonna practice. Like I'm gonna say, do you want to go potty before the walk? Yep. Not forcing him. Sometimes he would say yes. Sometimes he would say no. Like. You know, yep. and I would just trust him. If he's got to go, he's got to go and he'll tell me. And if he has an accident and we're out on a walk, who fucking cares? We'll be back in 10 minutes, you yep. know? Okay. Absolutely. And I did have a couple once they approached this like a Navy SEAL team. They were so amazing. The dad took the little girl out all weekend long. He went to Target, to the library, to um, Home Depot, like all these public restrooms. And she was a pro by the end of the weekend. So that's something wow. else you can do. The fourth block is undies. So then you would try oh. undies, but that... So the reason I think, Katie, you're getting confused is because the three blocks are really concentrated. That's the bulk of potty training. Then undies could be even six months out. And my advice is try them. If the kid wets them right off the bat, just take them off again. Hmm. The fifth block, you guys, is self-initiation. Six to eight weeks after your start date is when your child will start to initiate. In the early days, you may get your child going, oh, I have to pee, or running to the potty themselves. And that's great, but they're not trustworthy yet. So don't think like, oh, whoa, I got a genius. We're all set, because you're not. That's so true. That <laughs> happened in my case. Albie just nailed being naked in two days. He took yeah. a dump on the potty. He peed a bunch of times because I was pushing liquids. It was great. So I put him in the shorts. And then he was just accidents all day. We did a few more days naked so that it was really solidified. And then we moved on. Perfect. Um, and then the last phase is the night training, nap training situation because we're yeah. still in diapers at night and at the nap and that's just because I don't I'm not ready to give up my sleep although I know it's coming <laughs> well you and I specifically talked about this though because and you yes. have a situation and I'm sure there's many many moms if you're pregnant with mm-hmm. your second yes you want to wait just wait because you're going to be up all night with feedings anyway so why bother and it gives the it'll it's just a really nice segue to night training do you recommend doing the whole shebang from the top yeah like you do I do. I do. It's a more hellacious first week. So I don't advise it if like both parents work outside the home. Um, But with all diapers gone, you have a much higher success rate early on. Um, You know, for the majority of kids, they're going to daytime train just fine, be in their night. It's just kind of textbook. But for some kids, they start holding it for those diapers and then you run into trouble. So then we have to, you know, force it a little bit. But it can it can happen. I have a night training supplement. I discounted all my courses for COVID. Um, It's ten dollars. Just go pick it up because it's really it's way too much information than I could give here. Oh, great. A night training supplement. Amazing. Even if your kid's like potty trained and you didn't use my book, you, you, you don't need to. Prior, prior Jamie knowledge. <laughs> Question for you. Do you prefer a 
kitty potty versus like one of those inserts on an adult potty. Go and get a potty for every room in your house, you guys. Okay, when they first start, you got about a three seconds heads up of like either seeing their signs, their pee dance, or, you know, them saying, I got to go. When they, if, if it's day three and you've got a, a lucky situation where the kid goes, I got to pee, you literally have two seconds to get them somewhere or to get the potty to them. So I have no problem with the little potties. The other thing is it fosters autonomy. Recognize that if you're using the toilet, you are tied to this process. Think of it. You've got a two or three-year-old. How are they going to manage a step stool, turning around, pulling down their pants to sit on the the porcelain toilet in the really hard tiled room? So you're going to be locked into helping them a lot longer than if you have the little potty. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me about the language you use. I feel like the language you describe in the book is so helpful because it's positive. But, you know, if there's accidents that happen, I kind of had to be careful of like, it's okay, it's okay, you know, like reinforcing that an accident is is an okay thing because it's not. Perfect. Yeah. You don't want to say it's okay. Um, Second of all, did you notice how your voice went up about three octaves? Oh, yeah. So you got to watch your pitch. And sometimes I'll work with parents on just, do you hear me? Do you, uh, I'm adding breath. I'm just adding breath to my voice to keep it low. Dads tend to be very successful because they have a lower pitch. They just do a fist bump and they're like right on. And the kid's like <laughs> beaming with pride. So, and remind me to talk about boys and that okay. boys being harder to train. Um, so yeah, you, the, what I see is in the first couple of weeks, they're not accidents. They're learning tools. You know, your kid's just learning. As you get along, you know, further on in the process, what you want to look for is reasons why it happened. Like, oh shit, I knew they had to go and I thought I would run one more errand and it was my fault. Or, you know, we're at a party and out of the corner of my eye, I could see him dancing around and I just kind of let it go. So you want a, a reason. It's only when you, you know, you're four or five weeks into this and all of a sudden something happened. You're like, I don't even know. He seems surprised. And we have to look at potential problems. Mm. Um, language is so important. I, I'm really old school, new school. Like, again, we want to respect the child but you guys are the parents. You're the ones in control. Our being in control is an emotional swaddling. So when you swaddle a newborn, why do you swaddle them? So they don't flail and hit themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're floundering, if you're not firm with your child, like, come, it's time to pee. Yeah. If you're like, um, why don't, do you have to go to the bathroom? Dude, you reek of fear and they're going to eat you like a piranha. Like it's just going to be ugly. So be very, you know, be firm, know where you're going with the plan. And that language ties into prompting. Never, ever ask a toddler if they have to go pee. The answer will 100% always be no. And then you'll be in a struggle. You'll be in a power struggle because you know he's got to pee. He mm -hmm. just said no, and now you're screwed. So you want to prompt with a choice, a statement, or a challenge. And people always underestimate the challenge. And Katie, if I had a dime for every parent who got on the phone with me and said, you don't understand how stubborn my kid is, I have a newsflash. Your child isn't special. It's the age. So a challenge. Um, I'll race you to the potty. I bet you can't fill that cup. Um, right. You know, you want to challenge them. Yeah, I have a whole group of friends who's like that the dad was like, oh, you got to go. I got to go. I got to go yeah, really yeah. bad. You got to go really bad. You know what I mean? Like it was like a whole and that really worked with that kid. Like, a yeah. And then um, you could do a choice. You know, do you want to go first or second? Do you want the big potty, the little potty? Do you want daddy to go first? That kind of thing. And a statement. It's time to pee. Yeah. So you just got to get off of the do you got to go? Do you got to go? Do you got to go? Yeah. Um, wait, what were you going to say quick about boys and girls? Oh, boys are not harder tr to train than girls. They're easier because you can pee them anywhere. So don't so That's cool. such a huge myth. And I, I researched and researched and researched, and I actually found it in brain development. Um, 
men's limbic systems are 50% smaller than women. They are linear thinkers. We are social thinkers. We are tangential thinkers. We use too many words. So it's largely females are potty training boys. So it's not that they're harder to train. It's that it's the men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's just we we talk too much. We're not communicating the same. Ask your man, ask your son. And when I asked my son, Pascal, I said, Pascal, do I talk too much? He said, you say so many words, I can't even begin to track them. And I was like, really? Like your whole life? And he's like, yes. And you also talk too fast. So I, I call that. it shaving language. So boys think of dog training, legit. Like sit, pee, pee. stop with your Tom. mom chatter. Stop with your like, <laughs> like we're chattering monkeys. And- even with your spouse, like, honey, do I talk too much? And your, your man's going to go, yes, slow down. <laughs> Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
what's the language when there is an accident, which I really liked. I believe it was something like, oh, you know, that goes in the potty next time or something like that, right? It wasn't yeah, like- and it all depends on what where, where you're at. So again, if you're in like the first week or two, definitely like pee goes in the potty. Right. When, you have, when you have the feeling to go pee, okay? Because it's not like, uh, did you ever see the old Parenthood movie with Steve Martin? Of course. Yeah, okay, so there's the opening scene, right? Where the little girl goes, he goes, honey, do you have to be sick? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's the same That's thing, it. like, do you have to pee? Yeah, boom, they pee. So when you have the feeling to go pee, is when they need to, you know, motivate to the to the potty. Mm-hmm. What do you think about dum 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 rewards? Dum dum dum. <laughs> I hate them. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> the whole like you pee, you get an M M&M. and M. Okay, so here's my view on rewards, and I know that a large amount of people potty trained with like using an M M&M. and M. That's great if it works. What nobody brags about on Facebook is that I see people who end up in family therapy because of rewards that have escalated beyond control. Literally, and I'm not kidding, this happens so often. I get people who have poop problems who have promised a trip to Disney for a singular poop in the potty. So that's how bad it can get out of control. And what happens is it becomes about a power struggle with the rewards. And of course, nobody brags about this because it's a nightmare. So it does happen. Bribery is not positive reinforcement, okay? It's not the same, so don't make it the same. I think candy in the morning is a little ridiculous. I think that at two or three years old, paying your child to do socialized behavior is a slippery slope. If if you're going to be the kind of parent who pays your kid to set the table, pays your kids to get A's, great, start them off at two. I think that parenting style sucks. (laughs) And I'm not going to hide behind that. So there's expected behavior from our kids that they shouldn't be rewarded. And we know we have an epidemic of entitled kids. So it starts. It starts with this, you guys. Like you don't reward your kid for sleeping through the night. You might want to, but you don't. And the more you make it special, the more it takes it out of the realm of normalized behavior. That being said, though, I will sometimes use it as a tool when I'm working privately with a client and we just can't ascertain, like, is there a glitch in learning or is this kid just being a little dick? And a kid who can do it for an M&M is being a little dick. So then we know, then we know, okay, now we just got to like shore up the boundaries around it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. What about, um, do you see a lot of kids regress when big things happen in life? I, I never see a full regression. So you have to remember that you can't unlearn something. There's always behavior behind a regression, okay? So, and if you've read, oh crap, I have a toddler, my whole shtick in that book is that behavior is a symptom of a larger disease. So if your kid is acting out, if your kid is being a twit, if your kid suddenly starts having accents, that is not the problem. The problem is underneath. Figure out that, okay? So very, very common. Mom has a second baby, the kid regresses. Number one, it's always better to potty train prior to having the second baby because of regression, it's easier to get back on the rails than it is to start fresh. I have bad news for you. You're not coming up for air for like six months after the new baby. So so you, you can't tack on that six months to the toddler's potty training. So the problem isn't that your kid's having accidents. The problem is, is that there's a seven pound crying ball of something that's stealing everybody's attention and love. So you, you know, you have to fix that. Not the, um, not the, not the regression. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of kids will regress when you go to nurse because why? Because the boob tasted great. The toddler wants the boob back. Even if you bottle feed, there's an intimacy to feeding a newborn that the toddler's missing out on. So then you have to just carve that special time for the kid. The Uh, regressions are happening now because parents are going right back in after quarantine. We as adults could not wait to get back to real life. I have parents who just went and put their kids right after quarantine, full-time, eight-hour-day daycare. I know you got to work, but you've got to remember that this pandemic was like a quarter of these kids' lives. 
And they loved quarantine. What toddler doesn't want to stay home and be up their parents' ass all day long? They (laughs) loved it. So... So now we're, there's separation anxiety. There's all these accidents. Yeah, that's not a regression, you guys. That's like total separation anxiety. We move too fast. So be really cautious going back to real life here with your little one. And I know, I know school, the whole situation with schools is just a clusterfuck right now. But just be, be cautious and be sympathetic to your kid and, and look for their underlying needs in a regression. I love that. About the phase where we're taking them out, are you a big fan of putting a potty in the car? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Our potty. We have just a potty that lives in the car now. And guess who uses it? Me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be completely honest with you. My son uses it, too. But like we've done a few road trips to Malibu and I got to pee so bad and I don't feel safe going out into public restrooms or whatever. So I'm peeing in his potty as well. It's been absolutely hilarious. What about peeing in nature? How do you feel about that? Pee wherever you want. Okay. Here's, Here's too much information. I can write my name in cursive in the snow. Wow, Jamie. (laughs) If we could hang out, if we could hang out right now during COVID times and just throw back a few and pee in nature, that would be amazing. No, but my son, yeah, my son, like, that's how, because I waited too long, way past signs, he was just getting out of the pool and peeing in the grass. Wow, that's amazing. And I was like, oh, shit, do I have to do this? Oh, fuck, (laughs) I don't want to do this at all. I want someone else to do this. Um. How about caretakers and daycares when you've made this decision, let's say, is it just a big sit down conversation with everyone involved in your kids' lives, like how to get everyone on the same page? Is that really important? Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm not just trying to be a plug here for my courses, but we have a daycare course too, because there's so many various factors. And literally I wrote it with one of my consultants and we were playing this like mix and match game because there's so many variables. The number one thing is check with your daycare what their policy is and really dig deep. Find out where the potties are. That's the biggest factor. A lot of times in a church kind of daycare setting, the potty is down the hall under lock and key. Totally wrong situation. And ask the teachers because most daycares will say, oh, we'll just follow your lead, but they won't. I call it transparent ass kissing. Do not get into a pissing match with the people who are in charge of your kid all day. Like if worse comes to worse and it's a, it's a major shit show, just put a diaper back on for daycare. It's okay because if your kid's having poop accidents every day, it's going to wear and tear on their caregivers and it's going to and we it's want them to them. love your kid. We want, we them, want to them to love, love your, your kid, kid and not have any attitude. So daycares are just really, really, really tricky. Um, the best thing I would say is get as much time at home as you can. That's the best predictor. Like don't go for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then expect your kid to go back fine. The more time you have at home, the better. And really be aware of your child's pee pattern and their pee dance. So you can inform the daycare like, hey, you know, after his morning juice, he usually pees like once at 11, you know, but then the seal's broken and he'll pee three times in an hour. So just kind of pick up on the pattern and don't overwhelm your daycare. I have parents print out like nine pages of like the minutia. They don't care. They don't have time, you know, so sweeping general yeah, ballparky yeah, yeah. stuff. Is it important for your significant other to be on board, like the people inside 100%. the house? One hundred percent. What I find is that the person who works outside the home has less investment because they don't want to be the bad guy when they get home. They don't want to be enforcing their time is limited with the kid, and they don't want it to be about this milestone that may or may not go well. So you have to be on board and. 
I have a cheat sheet for, it, it says it's for dads, but it could be for the person working outside the home who may not have time to read the whole book. And um, what you can't do is say, never mind, I'm just going to do this on my own because you'll be fighting against each other. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not great. Any last pieces of advice? And where can we find you? Okay, my number one rule is don't post on Facebook. It's like Fight Club. Don't talk about potty training till you're well done. I don't care if you use my book, but have a plan. Be confident and just move forward. If you ask on Facebook, I don't know why, but this milestone, everybody's a fucking know-it-all. Everybody. And they're going to say, I have six kids and I did it this way. Six kids under somebody else's parenting roof is not your kid. So just make a plan. Don't post on Facebook and just and go with it. I'm going to repeat this because it's so important. This is not a measurement of your parenting. If your kid struggles, it does not mean you're a bad parent. It does not mean you suck. It means you need a little extra help. You need like tutoring. So it's not a measurement of your parenting. Do not think of that. You can find me at jamieglowacki.com. And my podcast is, oh crap, I love my kids, but holy fuck. And that's on all the regular channels. You are the best. Jamie, thank you so much for being on Katie's Crib. Thank you for sharing your time and your wealth of knowledge. You guys, I highly recommend potty training right now during quarantine if it's something that you've even been thinking about. The book was so helpful to me. And thank you guys for listening to Katie's Crib. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes come to you. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Katie's Crib. And please email us with all the questions and thoughts and suggestions you have at Katie's Crib at Shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Look out, look out.